Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ communities, this is Well, 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 brought to you every week by Thorn Harbour Health. Well, changing tracks here now on Well, Well, Well. I'm Cal, joined with Jack, and now joining us is Volunteer of the Year, the 2001 Volunteer of the Year, because, of course, the Globe Community Awards were held over from 2021 due to COVID restrictions. They were just held earlier, uh, just a a week or so ago, and we're now joined by one of the winners, um, Abdurrahman. I always feel like I, or Buddy, can I call you Buddy on Well, Well, Well today? Yeah, Buddy's always the best. (laughs) All right, no worries at all. Well, first of all, congratulations. Um, it's you know wonderful to see such a deserving candidate, and thank you so much for joining us on the show today. For anybody that maybe has you've never met before, which I, I kind of am coming to not believe because you just seem to be everywhere, um, tell us a little bit about yourself first and foremost. Thank you, Kyle, for having me. So my name is Abdurrahman Kosvamish. I moved to Australia three years ago to do my master's here and also to find a better place to live as a queer person um, since is isn't the best thing to do back home. I was so excited to and honored to win this Globe Volunteer Award because it means like someone sees me and appreciates all the work I've been doing, especially like I think, yeah, you know me as a person at work. I'm always volunteering, busy volunteering, and they're like, they look at me, I'm like, are you crazy? Why are you doing all this? Does this make any sense? Like, just calm down. But yeah, so like being appreciated just shows them that like, oh, so like, oh, so like, yeah, you're doing stuff that people actually need. (laughs) Absolutely. And just to give people scale and, you know, look, we'll probably need two episodes just to cover the list, but we'll try to contain it all now. Where all do you volunteer? I've started volunteering basically in the Positive Living Center uh, in the Rainbow Connection. I started like doing pantry coordinators, like creating uh, bags for people living with HIV uh, during the COVID. So just a brief recap. I moved here in Australia six months in. I was like locked down, isolated. I had not many friends and not many things to do in a country that I'm trying to explore and to see if I can build my life here and be stable here. So I had to get to know everything and understand different things. So I started with Thorn Harbor and the first position was uh, do this pantry uh, every week. I do it until now, it's been like two years, like we go to the food bank and we get stuff from there, and then we pack them into different packages so people that uh, are vulnerable and can't afford stuff like that can come pick them up for a very low price. And then I joined uh, Daniel Bryan in the volunteer program team. 
where I helped him uh, to coordinate the volunteers that come to Thorn Harbor and like different, give them different stuff to do and also make sure all their paperwork is done and assist him with the volunteer induction and info session and stuff like that. And I also joined back then was Tex McKenzie's team and like app preach team, which was uh, basically us going on different uh, dating applications and being a sexpert, which like kind of being an ear for people who want to ask questions about sex and COVID and how and what should they do and not do. And that was like very interesting because people also ask many questions or just actually want to talk about their life because it was kind of like, oh, Someone here wants to listen to me, and then they texted and talked. So it was a very nice experience, in in which I moved on later when we were out of lockdown to become outreach, which is like sex on premises venues where we go and do the same thing, but on real life. You were talking about your experiences, you know, living, you know, having lived in Egypt, and where you didn't feel like you could be out and queer and stuff like that. To now, in such a short period of time, now be at a sex on premise venue having a very sex positive conversation did you ever i mean imagine that trajectory for yourself look also like i haven't lived in egypt like i lived in egypt egypt was my home all my life but i've also traveled around the world for like student exchange programs or working pro- programs that i could do like to london or to america and i think i was uh, getting like I've been to sex on premises venues <laughs> and I was like uh, much aware of them, but I never would have imagined to be the person standing there helping people at all. Although when it came to it, uh, it makes so much sense to me. Like I am the person I want to be there and I want to help people. And I just being give someone tell me you can be that person helping people. It was like made so much sense because like generally I'm a helper and I like to help people and I would love to do it in Egypt, like sometimes in Egypt and like sex dates, instead of like actually having sex, I would be like, oh, look, you need to do this this way and this this way and it turns into a lecture and then like the night is gone and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I will do this to myself. <laughs> but yeah. It's amazing trajectory that you've had and I see you all over the place. I know that you volunteer with the Victorian Pride Center. Um, you Victor- you've volunteered with a number of organizations. How do you have the time? Yes, I volunteered uh, with Herod and Hyenas and the uh, Midsummer Festival and Victorian Pride Center. These are the queer organizations and other organizations that are non-queer, such as Inclusion Melbourne, Office of Public Advocacy, and Linkmate. I think I never talked this about this out loud before and people don't understand it, but I came to Australia on a visa to study for two years. And this visa also gives me an extended two years working visa afterward, which is four years. So I decided when I was home that I need to move out and find somewhere to go. And so I needed to test this. I needed to like see if I'm able to do this, if will I be able to leave my home, my family, my friends all my life and just move somewhere and and like start from the beginning and start meeting new people so i was i came here and i i think i like i have a time limit like i think that's something people can't see or realize i don't have the privilege of having of of staying here forever 
So I'm like, oh, I have a time limit. I need to test everything, try everything, and see how things are going. And this is what I did. Like, I applied for everything. And also, and the COVID added on that, that I, not only did I have a time limit, but I had time on my hand. Like, because without COVID, I would have, like, traveled around, did many stuff, but I was stuck at home doing nothing. So I was like, okay, this is my time. I'll have to, like, talk to other organizations, learn about them all, see what people are doing, like, just understand and see what's going on. And then... I enjoyed it, so I was like, okay, give me more, give me more. Like, <laughs> now that things are easing down, I'm like realizing that I'm overloaded, and sometimes I need, I like need to rearrange my time schedule because things are opening and I have other things that I want to do. But definitely, it was like a great experience. Any other way? You you have been really busy, and you have been out there in the community. You've also lent your face to a few things like Thorn Harbor's annual report um, and you were faced there and shared a little bit about your story. Um, you were also in the COVID-19 vaccination series where we had a lot of people talking in other languages around COVID-19 messaging, prevention of um, you know getting vaccinations, et cetera. You know, that kind of visibility, there's a lot of folks that would be really intimidated by that. Does that intimidate you at all? And what has that experience been like being so publicly visible? Uh, not to brag also, but I also add another one. <laughs> I'm also like on the Pride Center, Victorian Pride Center also. They I also they put my face on all their brochures and stuff. See, there you but, go. So visible. <laughs> <laughs> I think another thing I discovered when I when I came to Australia that that my face means a lot to many people and I see it when they see me that this kind of Middle Eastern look are always because of the way that we're raising up. There's a big stigma about being uh, queer and uh, and our governments aren't really uh, supportive and it can be very threatening sometimes that several times that the government would like, yeah, I won't dig deep into that, but generally it's hard to be out there and 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 to be um, Middle Eastern. But I think it was like, uh, someone has to do it and it felt like I need to do it. And I feel like uh, I was like, it helps other people and it helps me to say like, um, we're not alone. And, and through these all these things I've been doing, different messages for different people, uh, Middle Eastern Arab people who live in Melbourne and are gay but aren't connected to the community and I feel like uh, the midsummer uh, pride march doesn't have an Arab Middle Eastern float because we're all discreet and we're all scared and I feel that I've been meeting people and slowly one of my goals is to eventually in a pride march uh, there will be a Middle Eastern Arab float and allies to help us. So we're not that many. So we need as much as help as needed. <laughs> I think that's an awesome aspiration. That would be phenomenal to see. Have you had any like negative backlash at all? Uh, look, personally, I don't think directly, but I've heard. But also, the only backlash I always consider that okay, like, you've met my partner, like, Daniel, he's also, he also volunteers with me, but he's also, 
he's Australian, but he hasn't been much in the gig world because he was like traveling abroad working. So it's, everything is still new to him. So uh, it also, I, I like to show affection, a public display of affection sometimes in the streets. Like we got, we walk uh, holding hands and it was also new for for me, but I just felt like I need to do it to like just walk holding hands in the street. And as much sometimes you get really good responses, but also we still get the now and then car going by and saying faggots. And we're like, oh my God, just like, don't uh, like say this and run away with your car. If you have something to say, come say it to my face and then let's deal with it. Like, cause like you running with the car, different names are just coward and stupid and just hurtful to people and you're just annoying yeah i think i think that's an important reminder that you know as much like we may feel like australia is super progressive that we still have these pockets and individuals of people but i think you know that's such a great example because i think that that attitude is one that is dying and one that is like you said people who are doing it are doing it from a place of cowardice and that doesn't speak well that it's going to last um, forever. I mean, look, there's always going to be people that have objections to whatever because it is different. Um, we can't, you know, unfortunately, I think get rid of that. But um, yeah, like good on you for out there and putting yourself out there and, and beyond your comfort zone. We were talking about your experiences. And one of the things that I loved in your acceptance speech during Globe was you were talking about finding uh, your sense of community here in Melbourne. Um what has that been like for you? And do you, do, you, do you feel like you've really found that? Or is that just a process that's still going? Um, yeah. I, like I always tell my friends back home, like, like, like when I came to Melbourne, I feel like uh, it's like gay Disneyland. Because <laughs> like, like, I'm not sure about different cities. Like I've traveled different cities, but I haven't lived there for a longest time. But like there are a gay uh, team sport for every sport, which is like something amazing. Like I want to do all sports that I haven't had the ability to do when I was younger because I was afraid of the whole testosterone intensity team. So like having a whole gay team would make me feel so comfortable and like make me like easy around these people. And um, then having all these organizations that are trying to help people and then meeting different people and then the Harris and Hyenas books. I think I was looking for this kind of uh, people who are trying to help people, community that's trying to like support each other because of what we go through and still Although, yeah, Australia can be progressive, the world is trying its best, but there are still people who still don't like us, don't understand us, and have a problem with being, with people being gay, with the gay community being, uh, like, what do they call it, like, sexually active, and, like, we have a different culture as opposed to uh, heterosexual people, and it's confusing for others, so... Yeah, having a community for me is very important. And and you're right. There are people out there that don't necessarily understand LGBTIQ communities. And as a result, because they don't understand it, they don't like it. And that example you gave earlier on um, sort of illustrates that that's still out there. Do you find 
you know, there have been times that uh, in Australia's past where it has not have been as receptive to people who are from other cultures. Do you think that that has changed? Um, do you think that that's – I mean, I guess we, even within LGBTIQ communities, do you think we're making progress in sort of celebrating cultural diversity? To be honest, that's a very hard question that I don't have a clear answer to. And I don't – like, it's not very rosy. Yeah. And, like, for me – I feel that I've been uh, personally easily accepted into com- in the community. I haven't had personally the feeling that someone is racially uh, discriminating against me. But talking about that, I have also I'm a group, I'm in a like part of a group called Loot, uh, which is a Muslim organization uh, trying to like again make us all be together and talk about our problems. And, and I've heard many hard stories through this group from different Muslim people with like, uh, whether they're like LGBT, the whole spectrum, and they haven't had the best time. But again, it's, I've been here only three years, so I feel my journey has been okay because I'm confident. But I've heard many stories that aren't still having to feel that they're accepted in different places. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, one of the other things is, you know, I have said here, you know, you're the Globe Volunteer of the Year, but that's actually not even your first award. You Last year, you also got the Thorn Harbor Health Special Service Award for your role as a volunteer doing things like Rainbow Connection and AppReach and Outreach at Sex on Premises venues. Can you tell me a little bit about receiving that award? Because I think, weren't you recording like a video message or something? And then they sort of like surprised you? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so random. I was late. I'm always late to everything. (laughs) And then I came up and like, uh, uh, with recording with, uh, Mary and John Holt, uh, like, as they told me, like, I would just do like a speech talking about my volunteering stuff. Uh, Bruce, who's a board member, uh, came up with the award. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was so emotional and like, I, it was all in video, which is really good because I kept like re-watching this video over and over with my partner, Daniel. And it's just like, yeah, I keep, like I told you, like, for me, it makes sense what I'm doing. And I think I explained myself here a lot, but I cannot explain all this to everyone all the time. And they look at me like, why are you doing all this time? All these things, all this time, like just chill. I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> That's why I need to do all these things. I need to try all that things. So this will just like people around me were like, okay, look, he's being appreciated. He's doing the right thing. And and it, and I, it changed the way people are asking me stuff. And they're just like, oh, that's what he likes. That's what he wants to do. So we're appreciating you instead of questioning it, which is very helpful. (laughs) Yeah, I I saw that clip. And I have to say that that stood out to me. And we'll link to that actually on our show page on the Joy website, joy.org.au slash well, 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 because it is such a wonderful moment. Um, You were genuinely surprised. uh, And they present you with this award. And it's, it's actually really, really, really touching. Being someone like yourself, who's working at a health organization that's helping other people look after their health and well-being, I feel like I have to ask you, 
How do you look after your health and well-being with such a busy schedule and sometimes doing some really, you know, um, it can be, I, I imagine it must be kind of draining at times. Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, some positions can be draining and some are very, very again, like uh, back to the pantry when I used to go every, when I'm still go to every week to the PLC and do this stuff. I have like a ride with Richard Gray, someone in the PLC that I go with him all the way to the food bank and back. And through all this, we talk and about myself, talks about himself. So like, again, I was lonely, I had no friends. So having this friendship really meant a lot because I can then like talk to him about what's going on in my life, share with him my thoughts, and he's, he would be like sharing with me. And that's also something I really, really miss in Egypt, having uh, queer elders that we can look up to and discuss stuff with and see like, oh, so I can grow up and be gay, you know? Because <laughs> like, it feels like there were no old people, there wasn't any gay queer people out and about. So you can't see a future for yourself. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. Cause like everybody's getting married. Everybody's getting, having children and living this life. And I'm like, what will I do? Like, what what's the future for me? So, and also, I felt the same way with Crusader and Roland and Hairs and Hyenas. They were also very helpful talking to me, discussing me, teaching me lots of stuff. Like the amount of things I've learned from volunteering, whether it's like professionally through the volunteer admin team, like with Daniel Bryan, also learning a lot of professional stuff that I can use to in work, but also personal stuff with other people talking about myself and like, listening to their stories and this is like something I love I love meeting people and I love also learning new things so through volunteering you can meet different people from different things that are willing that are supposedly nice they're here to volunteer <laughs> so they're here to like help you want to give you the knowledge that they have and like share with you their life so it enriches my like journey in life and this is something I really appreciate and you're enriching so many other people's lives, and that is really evident by the fact that you have won these awards. Um, it's not just that you've run, won the awards that kind of affirm that. It's just the fact that you've been out there and you've been showing up and turning it out. So, look, thank you so much uh, from Well, Well, Well. But beyond that, uh, thank you, you know, from Thorn Harbor as well, because uh, that contribution is remarkable. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us today on Well, Well, Well. You're getting Well, Well, Well with the team from Thorn Harbor Health. I'm feeling really well, well, well with the team from Thorn Harbor Health. <laughs> you are. Well, you were, you know, you were along for the ride with the interview with, uh, you know, Buddy there, who uh, just, I just, you know, we had, we got to have some one-on-one -on -one time yes. there. I just sort of um, sat in the corner. I was like, hey guys, I'm just hanging out. Don't mind me. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I've only been with you. I mean, I, Buddy has been with Thorn Harbor for a fair bit longer than I have. Well, I guess, yeah. But at the same time, you know, Buddy makes this really important point around how when you come over here on a visa, like a student visa or this limited experience, mm. and this kind of comes back to what we were talking with Nikki about is that I think that that's a, such an interesting, when you go and live somewhere else, yeah. you you do sort of adopt this mentality of it's a limited time and mm. it's an opportunity. Yes. It's an opportunity to challenge You've things. You've got to capitalize on that. Yeah. And you can try some new stuff out there. Yeah. And I think Buddy has been really 
illustrated that in an amazing way of like pushing themselves. I mean, we do have to, I, you hear how much Buddy does and I have to go, oh my gosh, I hope you're looking after yourself. <laughs> and, and, it, and it sounds like, you know, through, through circumstance, there have been these really great kind of feedback loops and ways to connect with community elders too, which I think, you know, so many times we kind of talk about, but don't necessarily really take stock of the impact of that. But um, how Buddy has articulated that was remarkable. And as I mentioned during that interview too, I am going to make sure that we link to on the show page, um, Thorn Harbor Health's uh, annual general meeting does have the Thorn Harbor Health Awards. Yep. And there is a really great point where, um, you know, all of the, the attendees this year were basically set up. Um, they were set up for interview and they're talking about some aspect of the last year that was. Mm. And then they sort of get you know surprising ambush yeah. <laughs> surprise you're an award winner and it's they create some really lovely moments and buddies is a particularly poignant one so we will link to that so if you missed any part of that or want to see that clip head to the joy website joy.org.au slash well 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 yep and as we said towards the start of the show if there is anything you want to hear us cover, yes. or for instance, if you want to get involved in the series that we're cooking up about sex after 60 and LGBTIQ Definitely. communities, hit us up on email, wellwellwell at joy.org.au. Let us know if you want to chat to us about sex after 60, or if you want to chat to us about a range of other health or, topics. Yeah, if there's any any health, well-being, sexual health, mental health, any questions that you have, we actually wouldn't mind answering some of them. Absolutely. So let us know, well, well, well at joy.org.au and also to look the summer festival season is winding down but mm. we still have chill out festival to come and thorn harbor health has a couple of ways to get involved with them yep. if you head to the thorn harbor website thorn harbor thorn and head over to the calendar of events you'll see that they have the uh, chill out street parade yep. so looking for people to march with them and also members and volunteers are invited to he- uh, head over there because on the friday night they're doing a bit of a reception mm, fancy uh, in pa- at the palais in hepburn springs so it's all happening and uh yeah so that's been another episode of well 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 jack thank you so much uh for yet another thank you for having me in the studio as you take the wheel over there hardly you know i love how you're saying take the wheel but then you can sort of remotely come in and be like and just fix this and just push that (laughs) so i'm hardly i'm hardly uh really doing it on my own so thanks for your assistance with that look we will see you next week thursday uh, here on joy at 9 p.m or of course you know we'll catch you next week on the podcast podcast until then look after yourself and those around you you're listening to well 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 Thanks for listening to Well, 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 your show for LGBTIQ health and well-being. Presented by Joy sponsor, Thorn Harbour Health. For more on these topics and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website, thornharbour.org. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.